When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey guys, we had some audio issues today, so the back half of the show cut off. You're going to see it kind of ends abruptly after we're talking about the Titans. Uh, we will be back on Monday next week. We will pick up. We will let you know where we talk about the Col- uh, the Jags uh, and the Colts because they're two diametrically opposed teams when it comes to cap space and availability and what they can do this offseason. So, uh, unfortunately, we lost a lot of that audio, so uh, we will bring that to you on Monday, but enjoy the rest of the show. TDN Fantasy. The TDN Fantasy, the TDN Podcast. Fantasy Podcast. With your host, Paige Demakos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians. Welcome into the TDN Fantasy Podcast. Paige Demakos, Jake Arians, Jamie Eisner. And we are previewing the AFC South. If you didn't hear our first draft edition that we did earlier on this week. We're doing free agency, talking a little bit of draft. We did the NFC East. Uh, We started off with that division, went team by team. So if you haven't heard that already, please go back, listen to that. We're doing the AFC South. Now we're going to go team by team. We did this in order of how these teams finished the year from the top to the bottom. Uh, And this division's really interesting (laughs) because Man, oh man, uh, the bottom of this division, the one of these teams is in a whole lot of hurt. So it's there's there's a lot of changes that could happen. There's a lot of space for a couple of these teams. So we're going to start off with the Houston Texans. Guys, they have $55.2 million of cap space, quite a bit of room. A lot of that obviously to do they have not had to pay their quarterback yet. They still have Deshaun Watson on a rookie deal. They got 55 guys under contract. Jamie, I'll let you go through some of these key free agents here because they got quite a few. Yeah, a handful of guys are uh, on the starting for them. Uh, DJ Reader, uh, and interior defensive lineman. Bradley Roby and Jonathan Joseph, the corners. Uh, running backs, Carlos Hyde and Lamar Miller are, are both free agents. Jaleel Ladai, who played a lot of safety. Darren Fells and kicker Kaimi Fairbairn. But relatively speaking, that's not a huge deal, especially given what their current cap situation is. Uh, they're, you know, again, they're going to need to improve their secondary, but they need to do that regardless of whether those guys are free agents. But uh, they're actually in pretty decent shape in terms of their cap situation for now uh, prior to paying Deshaun Watson. And obviously they don't have a first round pick to help them out this year. Yeah, that part hurts, but I really like where they're at. The biggest thing I like is how much uh, space they can clear up. They can get to 83 million pretty easy. And that's with keeping Will Fuller, but Hargrave stills, Fulton, I'd like to see him keep Duke Johnson, uh, not re-sign Carlos Hyde. I mean, really, Reader is only one of their own free agents. They could really flip this whole thing. And I think Fairbairn, I think they probably need to keep. He finished okay after struggling early, but finding kickers out there, he's not going to be very expensive. They could get really creative. I'd love to see him get Melvin Gordon, either Corey Littleton, Martinez, or Trevathan help at that linebacker position. They definitely need help in the secondary. Chris Harris Jr. playing in the slot for them would be spectacular next year. And then they got to have more help on the offensive line. So going after Tooney or Sheriff or both. I mean, if they get to 83 million, they probably need to keep 25, knowing that they're going to have a big hit with uh, with Deshaun Watson coming up soon. But I really like where they're at. 
they have a bunch of mediocre players they could turn over for better players that I don't think are going to be crazy expensive. You're not going to have to overpay for a ton of these guys. I mean, I think every team in the league is going to be going after Corey Littleton. He's probably going to get way overpaid. But you get Blake Martinez, Danny Trevathan. There's some deep, some, some, some good uh, – Kwiatkowski. I mean, there's some really good players that could fit right in and help them out. I think Chris Harris Jr. would be a big one. But they got to have offensive line help as well. Yeah, they got to have offensive line help and they got to, when we're looking at obviously some of their key free agents, that whole running back room could turn over pretty quickly, Jamie. So when you look at that position, one, they need to be able to establish the run. This has been something we've talked about with this team for quite some time, obviously starting with their offensive line as well. Knowing that all of those guys on their team, they got Carlos Hyde, Lamar Miller, Duke Johnson, all either free agents or available to clear up space here and quite a few key free agents in the running back space that they could go after. If you're running this, if you're Bill O'Brien, what are you doing with what they have and maybe going after somebody else? I'm with Jake on this one. I think you let Hyde and Miller walk and you keep Duke Johnson. You, you would you would say 4.1 million on the cap, but I think at that what, what he does, he can provide that enough for you. Uh, he can be that change of pace third down role, but as he has shown literally at every stop along the path. There just isn't that confidence that he's going to be a three-down back. To me, this gets interesting because Melvin Gordon would be a great fit. Uh, and it's something we talked about even going back to last offseason yeah. as a potential trade place for him. He would be a great fit, but you got to see how much money does he want, how much term does he want, because you're you're in this scenario where even though this year it's not going to affect your cap most likely, you're in the very near future going to have to pay a big hit to Deshaun Watson, and you do not want to lose – starters on the offensive line or on the defense two, three years down the road because you're paying a running back. Like you just just can't do that. It's just not something that's tenable in the NFL these days. I'd be interested to see if they make a push for some of the RFA running backs. It get interesting, especially if Melvin Gordon can come to some sort of deal with the Chargers. Austin Eckler's an RFA. Kareem Hunt's an RFA. Those are two really interesting pieces um, that maybe they can see if those teams are tendered and what, what they can do there. Those are a little bit harder pieces to get. Uh, but I would be interested to see what they can do there and pair them with a Duke Johnson. I love the, I love the cream hunt thing, Jamie. I think that's, I think, that's, I think that's a really smart play. I, I understand cream hunts off the field stuff. I, I understand that's a factor, uh, including the most recent stuff, but that also might be the reason why Cleveland might move on. And that uh, might be why you can get him in a value as well. Him. Yes. So, uh, and look, Kareem Hunt, on the field, there are no concerns. Nope, they're, they're, I mean, sure. he, he played really, really strong, especially, by the way, not only was he suspended, but he got hurt and was trying to rehab during his suspension and came back and was uh, excellent in, in that Browns offense. So he would be a great piece for them. Good compliment with Duke Johnson. They can do both do a lot of things. They can both pick up the blitz on pa- pass protection. They can both do a lot of different things that would really help Houston. So that would be interesting to me. Um, the note on some of the things that Jake was saying, here are guys that they could realistically – Cut. I mean, there are some guys that you can save a lot of space, but they're not cutting New Hopkins. They're not cutting Larry yeah, Tunsil. Yeah, yeah. They're not cutting these guys. So, like, they're not even worth talking about. Um, Will Fuller, I don't think they'll cut, but if they need to, they could save $10.2 million, uh, versus a $0 penalty if they cut him. Uh, Vernon Hargreaves, nine point six versus 0. Kenny Stills, Zach Fultner, both $7 million they could save. Um, those are all pieces that I think if they need to, they can make those moves and save some significant cap space. Yeah, look, we have to talk about Laramie Tunsil because the reason they don't have a first-round pick is because they gave up a ton to get him. Do you sign him this year, or do you wait and go quarterback left tackle next year, and you got nothing? You're getting rid of probably five guys. That's why they have a ton of space now, but they have two monster contracts because Laramie Tunsil has them by the throat. They gave up way too much. We've talked about this with him and Jalen Ramsey and some of these guys. Do you do that now? 
and then try to figure out what you're going to do next year. For Watson, I that makes it really interesting. To me, if you could put him off a year, do it. But I think you have to bring Fuller back for a year. This is a super deep class draft-wise. Bring, bring one in that's going to replace him next year. Let him go then. Um, I like the Gordon thing. I love I love the cream hunt idea. I don't think I think there's value there because of the off the field stuff, and you could take a risk and maybe still draft one in the fourth or fifth round. I mean, you need defensive help. You need some corners, uh, and you're kind of limited on your on your on your spots. They have enough pieces to be able to move to free some stuff up. I, I like how many guys they can clear up with not a lot of a lot of not, no negative hit. Right, like they, there's a lot of money there they could add to that fifty million. Yeah, and like in Fuller's case, that that ten point two million, that savings would carry over in a trade as well. Uh, so if they if they can move him on that final year, they would still save that ten million, and maybe they get something for him. So yeah, that 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 could be interesting. I just to me, he's such good I, chemistry with the with Sean Watson. I can't imagine they're going to move on from him. Maybe, but if you're not if you're not going to resign him, yeah, that's true. Then you have to start looking at some of the other pieces because I'm a little hesitant. I mean, they can get into free agency and they can help their team and they can try to make a run this year. But they have to be careful with these multi-year deals because, I mean, Jake, in your estimation, how much just ballpark do you think, at least in year one of Tunsil uh, and Deshaun Watson, that's a massive cap it that you're looking that's going to hit your books for a while. I don't that's want fifty million. Yeah. yeah, that's that's I, I so you can't have eight, nine, ten million dollars wrapped sure. up in a running back. Like I just I just don't think you can yeah. do that. It makes um, sense. That's why what you brought up with. With bringing in, um, bringing Han on a, on bringing a Han like, on a ten, that makes a ton of sense. Jamie. Easier said than done. I understand that, but like, yeah, there's definitely value there, though. I mean, that that off the field stuff is going to bring that price way down, and it's risky, but I, I really like that. I think that's a great point, Jamie. They get a little bit creative in this draft, but you don't want to be a bunch of rookies out there playing. I don't think they can get rid of Stills and Will Fuller. No, and expect this offense. This offense has to outscore people to be able to yeah. compete. Now, yeah. the offensive line, I think, is paramount. If you can get one of these – if you can get Brandon Sheriff, knowing you're going to lock up Laramie Tunsil on the left side of your line is maybe the best in football, knowing Deshaun Watson's not going anywhere, you could draft one. There's a, a super deep running back draft, too. I mean, fourth or fifth round, I mean, the kid from LSU would be awesome in this offense. He's a lot like right. Kareem Hunt. I mean, yeah. that's another guy you could add in there. And I think that's why I said you keep Duke Johnson at that $4 million value because he does a lot. And you, you, we've talked about with Deshaun, right? That they, they, we've talked every year that he's been there. You have to protect this guy. He has to protect himself to a degree and get better at that, but they have to protect him. So, Jamie, are you saying it is the number one thing for this team to address that offensive line and potentially go after Sheriff, like, like Jake is saying? And then you make, you're arguably in, in one of the best places in the NFL from their line perspective. Yes, because the reality is is your Super Bowl hopes hinge on Deshaun Watson staying healthy. Period. Yep. End of story. Yep. And yes, they need desperately need help in the secondary. Yes, they have some there's some aging that's happening along the defensive line, especially if Reader goes and JJ Watts getting up there, which again, another guy that they're not gonna cut, but they can save a ton of money, but they're not cutting for any reason. But um it, those are concerns and there's gonna be a lot of issues on the defensive side of the ball still. But if Deshaun Watson gets hurt, I don't care who you have on the other side of the ball. It's not going to matter. For yeah, you. no, for sure. The Bill O'Brien from what we see in Houston is about can you do what everybody else in Houston could not do, and that is keep your quarterback healthy long term. That is their path to success. And again, if you have to lose pieces, if you have to play young guys in the secondary, that's a risk you're going to have to take. If you're going to have to grab guys, you have to do like the whole Garyon Conley, Vernon Hargraves things, where you've got grabbing guys off the scrap heap mid season. Yeah. You have to do that, but to keep Deshaun Watson healthy, that's the decision you have to make. And 
if you have to get him, go with a rookie. I don't know if Lamar Miller is going to command that much money. If he comes back on a huge one-year discount to kind of show teams he's healthy again, you can maybe keep that together with Duke Johnson. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't hate that either. I don't hate that either, especially for that price. I mean, here's the cool thing: they can get, they can go after some of these guys in that first. I always call it the 48, 72 hour window. Those big, big name guys. They can wait four or five days, and they can still cut some of these other guys to free up some space if one of those guys is available they want to go after. There's always going to be some of those veteran free agents that are floating around, even into when we get into training camp time. Some of those older older veteran guys that are coming in a one-year deal, they can, they can make a team off those guys. We did it in, in Arizona that first year. Jeremiah Bell, Lorenzo Alexander, who couldn't pass a physical and then went to two Pro Bowls, just retired. Uh, awesome, awesome dude. But the, like leadership veteran guys that are going to plug in for a year or two while you're trying to draft, you can win a lot of games like that when your quarterback is Deshaun Watson. 100%. And it's it when we have talked about this team every offseason since Deshaun's been there, and even while he's playing, it's always a conversation about protecting that guy. Always. And I, I listen, I said it. He needs to he needs to be better about protecting himself too. And but that's yes, he does. You you have to know there's a little bit of that. That's just how he plays. There's a little bit of magic that he does. That there are these moments where you're you know you're like oh my god, but then he pulls off some ridiculous. I, I mean, couple of plays this year where you're going. How in the world did he do that, right? There's, like, a, there's a difference between getting hit when your back foot hits the ground on your last step and sitting in the pocket, looking at everything, bouncing around, and then taking off when you want to. Yep. Right? The problem with going after Sheriff and why Tooney or some of those guys make a little bit more sense being a little bit cheaper, you're going to have $70 million wrapped up in two offensive linemen and your quarterback if you do that because you're going to have to overpay Sheriff to get him. I mean, that's he's worth it. He's one of the best guards in football, but – and the cap's going to go up next year is why I'd like to see him wait a little bit. You know, you're always going to yeah. get that bump. We'll get the new collective bargaining agreement done. I think the cap's going to go up more than it has been, um, especially with, with the, the TV numbers or some of this stuff, the Super Bowl numbers. I, I think it's going to go up, but that's a lot of money to be wrapped up in three guys. you got to draft well, and you don't have a first-round pick. Yeah, you got to draft well is the key there because that hasn't been, that hasn't happened. Uh, I mean, here's another here's another thing outside the box that we mentioned. I don't know that you do it for Aaron Donald because I don't think you can put that kind of money in there. But I think it's time to move on from JJ Watt in that contract if somebody would trade for him. And that's um, almost sacrilege to talk about with the Texans, but I mean, totally this is agree. this is a business, and we're playing GM. That's a giant contract and a guy. There's no way you can live up to that at this point. Uh, I think in Bill O'Brien, Bill O'Brien doesn't care. He, he's, he's not a GM. He, I know he doesn't care moving on doing it. I think you have to do that. I think it's it's time to do that. Free that up. Get something back for him. Somebody. The only problem is the only teams that can afford it, like the Colts are in your division. I don't think the Colts are going to overpay to have J.J. Watt on their team. Listen, uh, I, I, I'm like you. I understand it's sacrilegious. I love J.J., but for the money that he commands – and what the output that you get, because he can never, he's never on the field for the whole season. It just doesn't happen. He, it's, it's, it is so hard to, to look at that. Even from if he a stays healthy, he can't live up to the number because the number is the three-time defensive player of the year. That's what I'm saying. It's never going to happen again. He's yeah. not that guy. No. So if, if they cut him or trade him before June 1st, they would free up $15.5 million That's a lot of on money. On the cap with no penalty. That's a lot of money. I, I, you almost have to cut him then. And even if you bring him back, you restru- on a, it's on a new deal, restructured. Like if, if there's no penalty to save that, that's, that's, a, no, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. No-brainer. Now you're talking I, about – I mean, you're basically trading out Sheriff for J.J. Watt. Yeah, or Sheriff and Littleton. Like, 
Oh, like yeah, yesterday. Because next year he would be, his that number comes up to seventeen and a half. Same thing. Yeah, you got to move on. It's time to move on. Yeah, yeah. I think it's got to be done in the next couple of years. Yeah, you, the identity of this football team is no longer JJ Watt. That, that's it. The identity of your football team is Deshaun Watson. It's Laramie Tunsil protecting yeah. JJ Watt or protecting Deshaun Watson and JJ Watt's money. That's that's that's, that's going directly to Laramie Tunsil, basically. I, it's it's time. I understand, I, and I love JJ. I think all of us do. There's nothing about him as a human being that you don't totally love. But as a strictly business decision, and I know how hard it will be for them to do that if they do it because of all the hurricane money that he. I mean, he has done so. He's much entrenched in that city, but he always will be. I mean, these guys can leave and come back anywhere. Yeah. If he's if not- he gets cut and he's a free agent and it's this summer. And now you're talking about eight or ten million. Oh, there's fifteen teams that are in there for that for a year. Fifteen, you know, give him eight million guaranteed, ten million, yeah. whatever. You're all about it. Yeah, Patriots. I, Patriots might be one of them. Oh, good God! Yeah, don't even put that out into the universe. All right, it's time to move on before that happens, and we're all terrified of uh, that him being in Belichick's system. All right, the Tennessee Titans. Moving on. Fifty point seven million dollars of cap space. Fifty two guys under contract, but. That $50 million ain't going to go very far when you got Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry to pay, right, Jamie? They got a lot of key free agents. Yeah, most starting in- right tackle, Jack Conklin, too. Yep, starting with, starting with right tackle, quarterback, running back, all guys they definitely want to have back. Who is going to stay and who is going to go, Jamie, in your opinion? So uh, I still think they're going to end up making the run with Tannehill and Henry. I, think I agree. They think they can make the run with these guys. We can debate – the the merits whether they should or not of of giving them money that Derek Henry's going to get paid a lot of money by somebody and I I'm always a little uneasy about giving backs and we and we talked a little bit about this on the show last week giving backs that much money but I think they feel like they've got the formula here that they can be at least competitive uh, among the AFC playoff teams but I hear the key free agents Ryan Tannehill Derek Henry Jack Conklin uh, Logan Ryan and Tremaine Brock at corner Tajay Sharp a wide receiver. Kameli uh, Correa, uh, Edge Rush, and Wesley Woodyard. So, I mean, aside from the big three at the top, they're not really losing anybody that can't be replaced with the space that they have. But their offseason is going to be dictated by what they do at quarterback and running back. Yeah, you're going to cut Delaney Walker and Daquan Jones. You're going to free that money up. You're going to have $65 million. Now you're going to re-sign Tannehill, Henry, Conklin, Logan Ryan, who's way too multiple on that defense, does too many things. Uh, and you're going to go with the team you had this year. And you're going to be pretty damn good. There's going to be continuity in the locker room. Everybody knows the system. And there's no point in getting cute. Because after you've locked these guys up, Corey Davis can walk. I mean, there's not a lot of guys that you're going to have to worry about in the future giving a ton of money to. Um, I like it. I, I, you re-sign your own guy. I like the teams that are going to re-sign their own guys. Now, they're going to they're going to command a pretty penny. But I think they're going to get it done. I don't think any of these guys actually hit the free agent market. I think during the tampering period, they re-sign with this team and they move on to the season is probably the favorites in this division, at least the most solid team if they're healthy. Uh, we can debate whether they should do that or not. I think that's, especially with Henry, I think that's what they're going to do. I actually think that's what they should do. I mean, talking about a small market, small market team in Nashville, Derrick Henry played at Alabama. He's a, he's an icon there. They now love Tanny Hill. They've moved on from the Mariota stuff. Uh, I think it brings continuity. Everybody can say, everybody knows the system. Everybody settles right back in. There's no, we have a quarterback learning a new system, any of that kind of stuff. Um, I don't think they get real cute here. No, I, I agree. I, I actually expect them to re-sign most of their the free agents we talked about. Uh, to your point, uh, the Delaney Walker and Daquan Jones, they would three, uh, free up $13.4 million versus a $3 million cap penalty. Yeah. 
yeah, uh, they're to gonna move do on that. those guys, which they're going to do. Yeah, I, I'm with Jake here. I, I think this just to be a successful offseason, just re-sign those top four guys. Tannehill, Henry, Conklin, Ryan. If you can re-sign those guys, come back in. Look, you, you, the AFC is in a weird spot right now. The AFC South is extremely winnable. We've seen we're I, I don't know if we've seen the end of the Patriots as a playoff team. I don't believe that, but we've seen the end of them as a legitimate top of the conference Super Bowl contender. And we still don't know what Tom Brady's doing. And, I say if Tom Brady's gone, they're not a playoff team. Well, yeah. yes, but I'm assuming Tom Brady's back, they're winning still winning that division. But uh, if he's not, they're not. But if you're Tennessee, how you know you're not exactly afraid of Baltimore. Nope. You beat them in their house. You're not afraid of anybody except the Chiefs. You lost to the Chiefs, but you were competitive at least early in that in that game. So they got to be thinking this is more about what we do than what other teams are doing. So I would be perfectly okay with them saying, "Look, we we've got a shot to make a run here to go back to a conference championship if we just take care of business with ourselves." And say, so, you know what? Maybe with a full season of Tannehill, maybe we're in a much better position. And maybe, again, it's early, but I know the logic says that the two buys in the AFC next year are going to be Baltimore and Kansas City. But things rarely ever work out that easily yep. this far in advance. <laughs> so a full season of Tannehill, let's say he plays the same way he did, but now you get six extra weeks of that. Maybe that's three or four more wins. All of a sudden, that become a very interesting team again. So, to me, I, I just take care of their own business here and go back in the season. Hopefully, there's more improvement from the guys, from the younger guys that they have. Again, we haven't seen the best of AJ Brown yet. Yeah, like we, we, there are a lot of things that that are really exciting about this team going forward. To check out the latest mock draft that Jamie referred to, just go over to thedraftnetwork.com and you can see Jordan Reed's latest mock. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.